You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. We had a crazy event here in the house a bit ago. Wit went seven days without food. No food. Seven days. True story. And uh, she heard from the Lord Easter Sunday to go do this, and it was confirmed by her teacher, Bill Johnson. Yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah, I was um, in class online and heard the Lord say, let's do a seven-day liquid fast. And I paused it, <laughs> went to the bathroom, uh, feeling a little like, ooh, that doesn't sound so fun. Came back and um, my teacher said, if you want to know what you're made of, do a seven-day fast. So she like, hears from the Lord, do a seven-day fast. Not from the video, from the Lord. Then she comes back and starts the video. And on the video, the teacher says, I would suggest you do a seven-day fast. Like just full confirmation of this thing. So she's like, dang, now I'm locked in. This could not be more clear. I'm in a seven-day fast. So here she goes. Seven days, no food. Yep. How'd that go for you? Um, I was like anticipating it being hard. And so the first day I was like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. And then around dinner time the first day, that's when it all kind of started going downhill. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not getting dinner. I don't get Or tomorrow meal or the next day or the next day. Yeah. And then looking at, oh my gosh, I have to do this for another six days. Uh, looking at the, the journey up ahead, I started to panic a little. So early on in this thing, I'd imagine that you lean into coaching tools. Yeah. Because she's got tons, right? I mean, this is, this is what we do. Urges come up. So what was that like early on dealing with the urges? How'd you do that? I would I started to acknowledge like, uh -huh. yes, food sounds really good. Um, yes, I am hungry and that's okay. <laughs> yes, my body is desperate for food. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am low on energy. <laughs> no, I am not doing this for my health. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's when I leaned more into asking, asking God to, to help. Like it's your, your strength, not mine. Um, your love, not mine. And, and then I would just really savor drinking um, tea <laughs> or coffee. And so what I used to take for granted, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Just so much gratitude, which just helped kind of the urge of um, not having or um, like a scarcity deprivation. I, I was really changing that into gratitude of, but I do get water, but I do get tea. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good, that's a really good point. So the not pretending like, oh, I don't want this food or that the yeah. urge is unreasonable or bad. It's like, yeah, yeah, I've got urges and yeah. food would be awesome, but I made a decision and I'm choosing my decision over giving in yeah. to this urge. Total side note, but now, so now you've eaten, obviously eaten now. Yeah. When you have tea at night, like I know you still do that, it, do you use that technique to enjoy the tea? It's funny how fast you forget things. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. I've been, I've been very, um, very food focused in the sense of like, man, I'm really enjoying this food. Man, this food is amazing. 
Whereas before, I think I would quickly eat, but the the tea, no, I'm like, <laughs> this I'm moving on. Tea, tea is still not satisfying. Yeah. The right fries, All right, yes, get please. to know, get to know. <laughs> so, so throughout this time, I, I got to watch this unfold too. She started off really strong, and I could see I'm like, oh, here she goes. Here goes, here goes life coach Whitney, and she's executing, executing. Oh, it seems like it's getting a little harder. Wow, this seems like it's getting tough. We get into day four, and day four was definitely a low point on this thing. Yeah. I would say day four was probably 100% white knuckle. Yes, absolutely. I was reaching out to a lot of my classmates uh, in my ministry school, just being like, I have you ever done this? I don't know if I can do this. I'm pretty sure I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. I Why thought I read that people had done this before, but I'm pretty sure I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm having some symptoms where maybe I should check into a doctor. <laughs> this is getting dangerous. I just need to end this. Lots of mind chatter and drama in my head. Um, lots of fear and self-pity. Poor me. Um, I haven't been able to eat. Don't eat around me. Just lots of really victim. Did you feel that negativity? Only then. Uh -huh. Yeah, to, to be honest, I know that that you were dealing with it throughout the entire time because I've missed a meal. I like a one meal fast already makes me uncomfortable. And so I know that the discomfort began on that first day. Oh, and no. I don't feel like I really felt like the waves of negativity <laughs> until day four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So good job. Yeah. So day four, you somehow didn't just eat a sandwich. Instead, what'd you do? How'd it shift? I realized that something had to change um, in the sense of how I was doing it, my process. And that's where, when I, when I realized that, that's when I really had my breakthrough. Um, the whole purpose for the fast was me feeling like the Lord was putting it on my heart to release me from this performance mindset, just this wanting to do more, um, be better, improve always. And although I love all of that, it was just driving my inner joy and peace more than I wanted. And so I wanted, I wanted to be free of that. And, and so I really was believing and declaring that the Lord was gonna set me free. And then day five, six and seven were just life-changing, literally life-changing. And that's when I changed my process. I was like, I can't do this. You have to do this for me. Um, in that process, I had the, the, the honor of really get, getting to experience the Father's love in a way that I have never, ever experienced. And so what that looked like was me in total surrender and just letting myself receive rather than feeling like I have to earn. And so I would lay on the couch and there was no guilt. It was just feeling like he was loving on me and comforting me and wooing me. And I, I couldn't get enough. I was like, oh my gosh, 
he loves me so much that he just wants me to receive this level of love. And I remember I was, I was out walking really slowly <laughs> by myself and I just started weeping at the amount of love that I was experiencing. And this idea that I almost, I almost missed this. I almost got so busy and distracted by chasing things and, and being so performance and per, per pressure driven that I almost missed this love. And that's when everything, everything changed. God kind of tasked you with something that went beyond your ability. So you reached the end of your rope and found that you didn't fall at the end of your rope. You found that like he was there for you. What effect has that had? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking this because she's different. And it's like, it's wild to say that, but in a seven day period, you changed. And so what's different going, how does the world look different? What's, what's different now? When you encounter something that is just so tender and so loving, you, you don't ever want to go back. There's no temptation to go back. And, and so I really feel that he encountered my heart and transformed it where the temptation to prove my, feed my ego, prove myself is just, it's not, it doesn't even sound appealing. Literally the lens that I'm seeing life in has, has changed. And so what that looks like tangibly is that when I'm having a conversation with Jake or Paige or our clients, I'm not needing to get something from them to feel better and I'm not needing to give something to prove who I am. Mm -hmm. And so there's just this peace and this freedom. I know that you've got dreams. Mm -hmm. And so if you take a look at the two different people, one person's like, I'll check all the box on the way to my dream. And the other person's like, hey, look, if some stuff doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. I'm going to stay in this peace and I'm going to fuel with peace. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, put this fuel into my car. It's going to be this, not striving, not pressure, right? but peace. What's your confidence level about reaching those dreams? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's wild because I think there's a fear in all of us that if we let our foot off the gas, mm. if we don't yeah. hold ourselves there, then what are we doing? Oh, Ultimately giving up our dreams. Mm -hmm. You've had the experience of surrender and you're like, oh, my dreams are guaranteed now. Mm -hmm. What a shift. I want to just walk you or welcome you into what that process looked like to get to that shift. And it, it was really, it's super simple. It was sitting still, meditating either by guided meditations that Jake and I do or listening to um, like classical music. And it was having uh visualizing me with with jesus like spending time with him whether it was like walking in a field or on the beach it was just being in his presence 
being fully focused on that, bringing my mind back into that moment when it would want to wander and letting myself just explore that realm. And so I don't know how many hours I ended up meditating. A sometimes lot. it was walking. <laughs> a lot of hours. <laughs> sometimes it was sitting. And so I don't do that now that I'm fasting as much, but I still am going back into, um, into that place regularly. And it's something that I feel like I tap into much faster mm -hmm. that I've had that encounter. So for that week, the the business tasks fell a bit more on my shoulders and, and what was kind of doing her thing and then it was now the monday after the fast after the seven days and she's like okay now now i'm back you know the the teammates back and here i'm going to take on the responsibilities and all of a sudden she wasn't there and i'm like hey where are you what happened with that <laughs> yeah i just i felt him calling me into more intimacy and so i i said yes there's nothing, there's nothing better in life than spending that, that quality of time with the Lord. And it, I know it makes me a better wife and stepmom and coach and businesswoman. And so even though my brain was saying, Whitney, let's get back to work. I knew inside that this was the best thing that I could do because he was calling me into it. Yeah, I, I would agree. Amazing. I think it's one of those things where she's thinking like, oh man, Jake's doing all this work and I'm just hanging out in the meditation room. And I'm like, man, I reap the benefits of this because she had all this breakthrough. She's got all this intimacy. She's got all this wisdom, peace, connection that's coming into our relationship. I didn't have to fast. <laughs> all I was doing was making Facebook posts and <laughs> doing like the super easy stuff. So it, it really, I'm, I'm the one that really got the good end of this deal. The last thing that I wanna offer is the Lord definitely prompted this experience. If you're resonating with the pressure, the performance mindset, just living in, in a not enough, do more, be more, then ask the Lord, what can I do to get out of this mindset, uh, this way of life, and into a way of life where I'm experiencing more of your love on a regular basis? And at the end of the day, peace is safe. That's my favorite part of it. There's, we've all got this idea that peace is dangerous. We all want peace, but then we think peace is dangerous. If I have peace, I won't go anywhere in my life. Peace isn't dangerous. Peace is awesome. It is. And, and it, really does, it really does bring your dreams towards you instead of you having to go grab them. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks for letting me. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, <laughs> ask Wit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Talk to you later. As Whit and I have embarked on this journey of making our own change and helping clients do the same, one thing that we've noticed is that the change that's really worth making is usually not a one and done kind of thing. That the key factor is the ability to do it daily, to be consistent, to remain steadfast. We believe this so much that we have named our company after it and we've created a program intentionally designed to build your consistency. We want to build your consistency to trust yourself, so we called it Trust You. If you're ready to become the person that doesn't just renew your mind, but renews your mind daily, head over to SteadfastLifeCoaching.com and check it out.